Section 17 of the Book of Ser Marco Polo the Venetian, Concerning the Kingdoms and Marvels of the East, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Ser Marco Polo the Venetian, Concerning the Kingdoms and Marvels of the East, Volume 1, by Rusticello de Pisa, translated by Henry Yule. Prologue, Part 3, Chapters 10 to 15. Chapter 10. How the two brothers again departed from Venice, on their way back to the great Khan, and took with them Mark, the son of Messer Nicholas. When the two brothers had tarried as long as I have told you, and saw that never a pope was made, they said that their return to the great Khan must be put off no longer. So they set out from Venice, taking Mark along with them, and went straight back to Acre, where they found the legate of whom we have spoken. They had a good deal of discourse with him concerning the matter, and asked his permission to go to Jerusalem to get some oil from the lamp on the sepulchre, to carry with them to the great Khan, as he had enjoined. The legate giving them leave, they went from Acre to Jerusalem, and got some of the oil, and then returned to Acre, and went to the legate, and said to him, as we see no sign of a pope's being made, we desire to return to the great Khan, for we have already tarried long, and there has been more than enough delay. To which the legate replied, Since tis your wish to go back, I am well content. Wherefore he caused letters to be written for delivery to the great Khan, bearing testimony that the two brothers had come in all good faith to accomplish his charge, but that as there was no pope, they had been unable to do so. Chapter 11. How the two brothers set out from Acre, and Mark along with them. When the two brothers had received the legate's letters, they sent forth from Acre to return to the Grand Khan, and got as far as Laias. But shortly after their arrival there, they had news that the legate aforesaid was chosen pope, taking the name of Pope Gregory of Piacenza news which the two brothers were very glad indeed to hear. And presently there reached them at Laias a message from the legate, now the Pope, desiring them, on the part of the apostolic see, not to proceed further on their journey, but to return to him incontinently. And what shall I tell you? The king of Hermenia caused a galley to be got ready for the two ambassador brothers, and dispatched them to the Pope at Acre. Chapter 12 how the two brothers presented themselves before the new pope. And when they had been thus honorably conducted to Acre, they proceeded to the presence of the pope, and paid their respects to him with humble reverence. He received them with great honor and satisfaction, and gave them his blessing. He then appointed two friars of the order of preachers to accompany them to the great Khan, and to do whatever might be required of them. These were unquestionably as learned churchmen as were to be found in the province of that day, one being called Friar Nicholas of Vicenza, and the other Friar William of Tripoli. He delivered to them also proper credentials and letters in reply to the great Khan's messages, and gave them authority to ordain priests and bishops, and to bestow every kind of absolution, as if given by himself in proper person sending by them also many fine vessels of crystal as presents to the great khan so when they had got all that was needful they took leave of the pope receiving his benediction and the four set out together from acre and went to laias 
accompanied always by Messer Nicholas's son Marco. Now about the time that they reached Laias, Bendoquedar, the Soldan of Babylon, invaded Hermenia with a great host of Saracens, and ravaged the country, so that our envoys ran a great peril of being taken or slain. And when the preaching friars saw this, they were greatly frightened, and said that go they never would. So they made over to Messer Nicholas and Messer Maffeo all their credentials and documents, and took their leave, departing in company with the master of the temple. Chapter 13 How Messer Niccolo and Messer Maffeo Polo, accompanied by Mark, travelled to the court of the great Khan. So the two brothers, and Mark along with them, proceeded on their way, and journeying on, summer and winter, came at length to the great Khan, who was then at a certain rich and great city, called Kamenfu. As to what they met with on the road, whether in going or coming, we shall give no particulars at present, because we are going to tell you all those details in regular order in the after part of this book. Their journey back to the Khan occupied a good three years and a half, owing to the bad weather and severe cold that they encountered and let me tell you in good sooth that when the great khan heard that messrs niccolo and maffeo polo were on their way back he sent people a journey of full forty days to meet them and on this journey as on their former one they were honourably entertained upon the road and supplied with all that they required chapter fourteen how messer niccolo and messer maffeo polo and marco presented themselves before the great khan and what shall I tell you? When the two brothers and Mark had arrived at that great city, they went to the imperial palace, and there they found the sovereign attended by a great company of barons. So they bent the knee before him, and paid their respects to him with all possible reverence, prostrating themselves on the ground. Then the Lord bade them stand up, and treated them with great honour, showing great pleasure at their coming, and asked many questions as to their welfare and how they had sped. They replied that they had in verity sped well, seeing that they found the Khan well and safe. Then they presented the credentials and letters which they had received from the Pope, which pleased him right well, and after that they produced the oil from the sepulchre, and at that also he was very glad, for he set great store thereby and next, spying Mark, who was then a young gallant, he asked who was that in their company. Sire, said his father, Messer Niccolo, tis my son and your liege man. Welcome he is, too, quoth the emperor. And why should I make a long story? There was great rejoicing at the court because of their arrival, and they met with attention and honour from everybody. So there they abode at the court with the other barons. Chapter 15. How the Emperor sent Mark on an embassy of his. Now it came to pass that Marco, the son of Messer Niccolo, sped wondrously in learning the customs of the Tartars, as well as their language, their manner of writing, and their practice of war. In fact, he became in brief space to know several languages and four sundry written characters and he was discreet and prudent in every way, insomuch that the emperor held him in great esteem. And so when he discerned Mark to have so much sense, and to conduct himself so well and beseemingly, he sent him on an embassage of his, to a country which was a good six months' journey distant. 
the young gallant executed his commission well and with discretion now he had taken note on several occasions that when the prince's ambassadors returned from different parts of the world they were able to tell him about nothing except the business on which they had gone and that the prince in consequence held them for no better than fools and dolts and would say i had far liever hearken about the strange things and the manners of the different countries you have seen than merely be told of the business you went upon for he took great delight in hearing of the affairs of strange countries mark therefore as he went and returned took great pains to learn about all kinds of different matters in the countries which he visited in order to be able to tell about them to the great khan end of section 17